This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruchem Abom. We're continuing in Mesechah's Ksubas Daf HaShavua. Tonight, Mesiyata Deshmaya. We're learning Ksubas Daf Ayin Amar Beiz. Ksubas Daf Ayin Amar Beiz. So the Gemara had a kasha. The Mishnah is talking about a woman who made a nether that she's not going to get Hana from her husband. Um, and he was Mekayimit. So actually, the Mishnah's first case, and that's what we're focusing on, is where the husband took a vow. He's not going to give his wife Hana. So he cannot prohibit her in relations because he's uh, contractually obligated to fulfill that, uh, that Chiyav. But instead he took a vow that he's not going to supply her with mezainos. To which the Gemara asked, well how could he vow that he's not going to supply her with mezainos? He's committed to feed her from the Ksuba. How could he uproot the Shibod? So the Gemara ultimately said that he could say, I know I'm obligated to feed you, but you're obligated to give me your earnings. So you keep your earnings and I won't feed you. So since he could say, keep your earnings and I won't feed you, when he makes a vow, I'm not going to give you pleasure, Hana, it's tantamount to him saying, you keep your earnings and I'm not going to feed you. Even though he didn't say, you keep your earnings and I'm not going to feed you, but making a vow that I'm not going to give you benefit is tantamount to that. So Gemara says, well, if that's the case, the Emisa, Lahadra Huna, Amarav, if this is true, then... The teaching of Rav Huna Amar Rav, the Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav, Rav Huna said the name of Rav, the other way around. The same way he could say, you keep your earnings and I'm not going to feed you, she could say, you don't feed me and I'll keep my earnings. Yechoi le'isha shetamra, a woman is able to say, Labala, don't feed me and I won't work for you. So if that's the case, according to Rav Huna Amar Rav, where she could say, you don't support me and I won't give you earnings. So technically, she's allowed to keep her earnings. So then why is the halacha? If she makes a nether, that she's not, she asers her earnings on him, that vow is not uh, valid. We say he doesn't have to annul that vow. Because that vow is not valid. But why is that vow not valid? Why don't we say her prohibiting him to get benefit from her earnings is tantamount to her saying, you don't support me and I'll keep my earnings. Lema, why don't we say, since she's able to say, don't feed me and I won't work for you. It It should be as if she says to him, I will not feed you and... I will not, um, don't feed me, and I won't give you my earnings. If this logic is true, that making a nether is basically saying, since I'm answering in Hana, I'm doing it in a way that I'm able to, namely, technically speaking, he's obligated to feed her. But there's a way out of him feeding her. How? He could say, you keep your earnings. So if he's making a nether, it's tantamount to him saying, lady, keep your earnings. So why don't we, conversely, say 
that if a woman says to her husband that you can't get Hanaf from my earnings, why don't we say, well, it's tantamount to her saying that don't feed me and I'll keep my earnings. So clearly this is not a valid logic. It, the logic does not hold true. Ella, rather, loy tema nasa, don't say that there's an implicit understanding that it's as if he said it. It's talking about a case where he did say it. Not it's as if he said it. We're making an akimta that the case is where he said that I'm answering you bahana because I'm not going to feed you but don't work for me. In other words, it's talking about a case where he says, you use your earnings for your sustenance. Not that it's as if he said, use your earnings for your sustenance. We'll say the case is talking about where he actually said that. So Gemara says, well, if he actually said that, then why does he have to appoint an administrator to feed her? He already told her, that she should use her earnings for her sustenance. What do we need the middleman for? Says, well, but isn't, isn't, she, isn't she the one that has to say it first? Like she has the right. He doesn't have the right to open that conversation. She's the one that has the, the ability to open up that conversation. Okay, I don't want to give you my money then, but he can't just go out and do it first. No, doesn't she have the, the right first? First time she doesn't have the right to open that, that kind of war? Sounds like he he does have the right to to say that. Where he could say, "Look, Chazal awarded me your earnings in lieu of me feeding you, so I'm gonna utilize my ability to say thanks, but no thanks. I don't want your earnings, but I don't want to feed you either." He it's the Gemara says he does have that right. So the Gemara says. If he has the right and he's exercising it, then why does he need a parnes? Says Gemara Bidulay Safka, where her earnings are not will not meet her needs, meaning she's not making enough money to cover her sustenance. So the Gemara says, Ibidulay Safka, well if she's not covering her sustenance, then we're back to the drawing board because he is then Meshubid to support her. So how could he make the nether in the first place? Hadar kushin laduchta. The question reverts back to his place. Says Gemara, Amar Ravashi, Ravashi said, He supplies her, I'm sorry, her, her earnings support her for the big things, they don't support her for the small things. Meaning, they support her for her staples, her food, her shelter, her clothing, but doesn't uh, supply her a pair of shoes a week or uh, different types of... Uh, she can't go out to the restaurant and get the latte every day. No, that, that's not going to work. So she could, it, it gives her a bowl of cereal in the morning, a scoop of tuna fish for lunch, and then maybe a piece of salmon for supper. But if she wants to live it up, no, 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 no. It ain't happening. It, she's not making enough. And that's where he has to supply her. Sigmar so says, well, wait a second. What, what exactly are these luxuries we're talking about? If she's accustomed to them, 
Haragilahu, she's accustomed to them. So then he wasn't allowed to answer it. And the nether shouldn't be chal. He's obligated to supply it. If she's not accustomed to it, so he's not obligated to supply her, so then why does he have to do so through a parnes? Parnes lama. Says the Gemara Loitzricha, Diragila bebeis nasha. She was accustomed to it when she got married. Excuse me, bebeis nasha. She was accustomed to it, I guess, in her father's house. And then when she got married, she rolled with him. In other words, she was used to having a latte every day. But then when she got married to him, he's drinking water. So she went along with it because she figured, you know, she'll give something up for the marriage. And then what happened was he ossered her. Now that he ossered her, so he's not supplying. Now he, he told her that you keep your earnings. Now, from now on, you keep your earnings and support yourself. And that he's allowed to do. And he made a nether. And now she says, well, if you're not supporting me and I'm supporting myself, I want my latte back. Now, he's technically not obligated to give that to her because she already became accustomed without it. But she's not willing to remain accustomed without it now that he's not supporting her. To Amrulay, she says to him, Before you made the nether, I rolled with you. But now that you made this nether, I can't roll with you. Meaning, I was never moichalit. I was moichalit if we lived together normally. But now that you're, you're telling me I should use my earnings for my sustenance, okay, you're allowed to do that, but I never had in mind, I never was willing to make concessions in the marriage for these types of circumstances. I was willing to give up when we were living together happily. But now you're ushering me in Hanoah, and technically you could do that because I'm making enough money that I should have uh, basic sustenance. But now that I should give up the luxuries, I only did it when I could live with you normally. But I, I'm not going to do it anymore. So Gemara says, why can this arrangement work for 30 days and not more? Why does this work until 30 days? Up to 30 days, the matter will not be heard by people, and it's not embarrassing for her. She could sort of uh, get away without her friends knowing that, that they have this strife, that he's telling her, use your own earnings to support yourself for 30 days. And for 30 days, the Parnes will give her the luxuries. Tfei, but more than 30 days, Shmiya Ba'inshi, people will hear about Vazila Ba'milsa and it's embarrassing to her. So this is the first answer of the Gemara. The first answer of the Gemara is he says, Why do I need a Parnes? For small things that she used to be accustomed to, she gave up when he, she married him, now she's not willing to give up anymore. He's technically not obligated to give it to her so that the nether is chal, but he does have to supply her through a third party. Iboy Seima, second answer. 
Shihidirak Shiarusa. He made a nether. I'm not going to feed you. Ah, he's Meshubit. No, he did it before he became Meshubit. He, he made the nether when, when she was Narusa. So Gemara asks, if that's the case, why do we need a, par- a parnes? Arusa miyasomazaini. Does Narusa get sustenance? Says Gemara, Shihigi is man nasai. Because the time came and he didn't get married. You know what the case is? She's an Arusa. And as an Arusa, he's not obligated yet to support her. However, they set the date of the marriage. And we learned that when you, when you set a date for marriage, and the date comes and he doesn't marry her on that date, from then on he's obligated to support her. So what happened was, he made um, the neder when she was in Arusa, and then what happened is, the time came and he didn't marry her. The time came and he didn't marry her. She could eat from his estate. She could eat chuma. Now, Rashi points out a big chedosh. That if you set a date for marriage and he doesn't marry her, you're not meshubat her Therefore the nether is chal. Because violating a nether is an isa And midrabanan, you're obligated to feed her. And in that case, He made a nether, and then the time came, and now he's rabbinically obligated to feed her. And the chiyav of feeding her, Midrabanon, is not oiker, the nether, which is daraisa, which is a chidosh. Many Rishonim don't agree with that. Many Rishonim say it's very nice he made a nether that biblically prohibits you from feeding her, but you still have rabbinic obligation to, to feed her. But Rashi learns that the chiyav the Rabbanon to feed her cannot uproot the Nadar um, Dairaisa, but he still has to support her, so he does it through a parnes. And why do you do it 30 days? For 30 days, a shliach will fulfill the shlichas. For more than 30 days, he's not going to fulfill the shlichas. The say my third answer, he made. She made the nether, he made the nether when she was in Arusa. Now, Venises. And then she did Nisuin. But the nether was ready Chal. So, even though now technically he's obligated to feed her, the nether was Chal when, when she was in Arusa. Ay, Nisais. Then why is the halacha? She was aware that there was another that he's not going to feed her, and she agreed to marry him anyway. So if she agreed to marry him anyway, she's Michael the food. She's Michael the food. Why does he have to support her? The answer is Hasavra She says, Look, 
I married him because I thought I would be able to withstand and sort of uh, bear the situation. And now I realize, now I can't tolerate it. She thought she would be able to, but now she's, she's able to demand food because uh, she realizes she can't handle the situation. Says Gemara, Emar, da'aminon hachi gabe mumen. When do we say such a thing? By a mom. Emar, da'aminon hachi. When do we say such a thing? That's by a mom. When could a woman say that I thought I would be able to tolerate him and I can't? That's, let's say, he has a four-foot nose. So, she likes everything about him. He's a nice guy. He's responsible. They get along. The only thing is, he has a nose four feet long. So, he says, she says, okay, that should be the worst problem. Then, they get married. He pushed can't fit through the door. She said, she said, I can't tolerate this. You know, I try to feed him soup. He can't even eat it because uh, the nose is just so long. So she says, uh, you know, I can't take him. So the rabbi said, what do you mean you married him? You saw what he looked like. He wasn't hiding anything from you. So she says, I thought I'd be able to tolerate it. I, I can't tolerate it. That's only by a mum do we say, she could say, I thought I could tolerate it, but I can't. But regarding food, she knows exactly what this entails. He's not going to be able to feed her. And if she accepted the marriage, so then... It should stand. It says, It's clear, like we learned originally in the first two answers. Okay. So now we get we come to an interesting sugya. Because the Gemara says that he is asr to give her hana. So what does he do? He appoints a shliach. What do you, what do you mean he appoints a shliach? The shliach is doing his bidding. So if he's not to give her hana, how could he give her hana? Through a shliach. Through a shliach. Says Gemara, Yamid Parnis. Says Gemara, Parnis Lav The Parnis is not doing his Shlichus. Rav Huna, Rav said, Ba'oimer, where he says, Kal Hazan He doesn't specifically appoint anyone to feed her. He sort of makes a general announcement. Anyone who feeds her <coughs> won't lose out. <coughs> you know, what does that mean, won't lose out? Meaning, I'm going to pay you. But he, like Nishtoif Shabbos Garet, but anyone who feeds her won't lose out. Does that mean you're going to pay? Well, Nishtoif Neder Garet. I can't say. But that's the, obviously what he means. Says Gemara, And if he says this, the Shliach is not doing his Shlichos. But now we learned in the Mishnah, Misha Yemushlach Babar. Let's say a guy's thrown in a pit. And he's going to die. And he wants someone to write a get for him. He just he doesn't know who they are. He can't see them. And he says, He says, Whoever hears my voice should write a get for his wife. They should, they, a guy walking by could write it and give it. Even though he didn't appoint anyone, he just said, anyone who hears my voice should write and give the get. So, and, and they can. That means they're a shliach. They're a shliach, then kal hazon enoi hifsid is also shlichas. If it's good enough to appoint someone to write a get, 
then how could you just say, whoever supports her won't lose out, that should be shlichus. So Gemara says, no, the, it's a very different expression. Because he says, anyone who listens to me, write the get. But he didn't say, in this case, the one who supports won't lose that. He said, call Hazan, Hachi Hashta, Hasam Kamar Yichtaif, the guy in the pit, he says, write it. Hachami Kamar Yazan, he doesn't say, feed her. He says, call Hazan, anyone who feeds her. So he doesn't use any language at all that denotes he's telling someone to do it. He just says anyone who does it won't lose out. But by the get, he says, anyone who hears me, write the get. He doesn't say anyone who writes the get won't lose out. I Sigmar asked for Amar Rabami. Rabami said, "Bedoleka, if there's a fire on Shabbos, he tiru loimer." The Chachamim allowed someone to say, "Kol hamachabe inoy mafsid." Anyone who puts out the fire won't lose out. That implies it's a special dispensation by a fire. Bedoleka by a fire lamute mai. What does it come to exclude? Lav lamute kihai gavna. Isn't it excluding the following scenario? That only by a fire you could say, Kol ha but you can't say, Kol hazan So Gemara says, no, it's not coming to exclude the case of someone who makes a nether. It's coming to exclude other Isurim of Shabbos. You're allowed to put out a fire to such a command, Kol but other Malachas and Shabbos you can't. Lemute Shar Isurim de Shabbos. But to if someone made a nether, you're allowed to say call Hazanina Mafsid. Fine. Right. Masav Rabba. Rabba asked. Hamudar Let's say Shimon took a nether, he's not gonna get Hana from Ruvain. No, I'm sorry. Hamudar Hanamechavera. One who is Usr and a nether from his friend. And he doesn't have what to eat. Meaning, Ruvain took a nether. Shimon, you can't get Hana from me. And now Shimon has nothing to eat. So, and Ruvain feels bad. Ruvain could go to his uh, friendly storekeeper. Look, Ish Ploini Mudar Hanamani. Ploini can't get Hana from me. Veni Ademayasa, I don't know what to do for him. Who knows Lai? The storekeeper could supply Shemain. Ubavanoitomiza. And then collect money from Ruvain. So, in an unspoken arrangement, Ruvain says, look, this guy can't get enough from me. Do me a favor. You know, basically, um, I don't know what to do. So the storekeeper knows Ruvain is an honest customer. The storekeeper supplies Shemain, and then he charges Ruvain's credit card. Here it's permitted. Because he says, I don't know what to do for him. He doesn't say, you're not going to lose out. He says, I don't know what to do for him. Figure it out on your own. Only this is permitted. But you can't say anyone 
who feeds him won't lose out. Says Gemara, no, you could. Loimi boy kamer. That goes without saying. Loimi boy kalazanina mafsed. Not. It goes without saying. If you say anyone who feeds doesn't lose out. Dila alma kamer. You're talking to the veltaran. You're talking to the world. You're not talking to anyone specific. You're not talking to anyone specific. Of course you could say. That goes without saying that you could say, because you're not even talking to anyone. But in the case of the storekeeper, you're talking to him. So you would think you're not allowed to do that. That's like directly addressing someone to go against the nether. This storekeeper, you frequent him. And you go and you talk to him. It's like you said to him, it's dummy. Um, the, command Amrle Zil Havle as dummy, go give him the money. Kamash Malan, they are allowed to. Gufa. We just said above. Hamudur Hanamai Chaver. Shimon is also Hanav from Reuven. Reuven made a nether. Shimon can't get Hanav. Ve'inlam Ayacha. Shimon has nothing to eat. Ha'ilach Eitzel Chenveni. Reuven could go to the storekeeper. Haragalatzle that he's familiar with. Ormelai. He says Ish plenty Mudar Hanami many. Ve'eni Adiyama Esla. I don't know what to do for him. Who knows in La Uba? Who knows in La? The storekeeper gives Shimon Uba v'noytam Mizani takes from Reuven. Or let's say. Shimon's building a house. Basically, live nice. Shimon's building a house. Ugedeiroi ligdar, or he's making a fence. Vesadei or harvesting a field. Hoylech and he doesn't have enough help. And Reuven wants to help him out. So what does he do? Hoylech eitzel paylen haragilan He goes to workers that he frequently works with. For Armelan, he says, "Look, ish ploini mudar hanamemani. Ploini can't get enough from me. Veni I don't know what to do for him." So hein oisenimai, the workers will help him. Uban renoitlin zchard mizan, they charge the credit card of Ruvain. Hayu mahalchem adarach. Let's say they're going on the road. Ve'eni imay ma yoichal, and Shimon doesn't have to doesn't have what to eat. And Shimon is aster bahana and Ruvain, but Ruvain wants to help him out. So noisein laacher l'shamatana. What Ruvain could do is he could give a gift to a third party. And um, and Shimon comes and he takes and he eats. Umutr, it's permitted. Because technically he's not getting Hana from Ruvain. Ruvain already gave it as a gift to a third party. But if there is no third party, what Ruvain could do is he could put the food on a stone. They're on a fence. They're hefker to anyone who wants. The halon noitel, the other guy takes it for oichel and he eats it. Umutter and it's permitted. Rabbi Yosi Omer, Rabbi Yosi Oisa. Rabbi Yosi says it's usher to do that. Amar Rav, Rav said my time at Rabbi Yosi. What's the reason of Rabbi Yosi? Mishamaisa, the base chayrain, because of the story of base chayrain. Which the story of Beis Choyen was basically where it was clear that it was a scam to get around the nether. And the story goes like this. Basically there was a man who his son was getting married and his father was Asr Bahana from him. So what he 
what the father of the chassan wanted to do so that the grandfather could come to the wedding is he gave the wedding hall to someone else in order that he says my father could come. So the guy said, oh, you're giving it to me? I'm makdash it to the base of mikdash. So the guy says, what? You're makdash it to the base of mikdash? <laughs> I didn't give it to you to be makdash to the mikdash. I only gave it to you so my father could come to the wedding. So the Gemara says that was not a valid plan because he articulated that he's only giving it to the guy so his father could get benefit from it. So it's, it's like, uh, it's too explicitly flying in the face of the nether. You're, you're like trying to circumvent the nether without being discreet about it. So Rabbi Yossi says, in this case, all these options, giving it to a third party and so forth, or making it hefker, it's too explicit. Even though you're not saying, I'm, I'm only doing this so he could get benefit from it, so it's not like you're, you're uh, drawing attention to the scam, but it's, it's almost like you are, like the case of Maisa the Beis Chayrein. Okay, Rabbi Isai, have a great night. Great to see you. Sleep well. Call to everyone. Good night, good night. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.